Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Friday the 31st, and you're tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care with a higher level of care. You can visit them online at countryroadstireonline.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me, Marsh Cavalli. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning. Wanted to let our listeners know that Dexter's Laboratory 50% Friday is live now. And those burgers look delicious. So go ahead to panhandlenewsnetwork.com. Click on the 50% Friday banner, I believe that's yeah, mm-hmm. up in the top yep. right-hand corner, and it'll take you right there. And there's also some older ones on there as well if you want to uh, go back and get a little extra deal on a Friday. I wanted to mention it at the top of the show because the last time I waited until halfway through. They were already through, gone. <laughs> all of the coupons were gone. <laughs> well, if you head to panhandlenewsnetwork.com, you can find the 50% Fridays for today, Dexter's Laboratory. Easy for you to say. I screw it up every single time I try to say it. Well, so. I'm just trying to make sure I don't say Dexter's Laboratory, like right. the cartoon. Okay. Well, so someone who doesn't screw up pronunciations much <laughs> is joining us via phone, mm-hmm. and that is Jefferson County Schools Public Information Officer and a former news director here on our stations, Hans Vogel. Welcome in. Hey, thanks, Marche. <laughs> I'm about to start saying I kinda that. I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's got, got a little... Glitz to it. I, I hey, so fastest on the wrong syllable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now he's now you're working too hard. Yeah. All right, um, so it's, it's, it's a reach. <laughs> you're just not used to mispronouncing yeah. anything. So you're call you're calling us from location, right? Uh, tell us, yeah. tell us what you guys not, are into. Sure, we are uh, out at the Jefferson County Fairgrounds right now, along with our partners in law enforcement. We got the Charlestown Police Department, Jefferson County Sheriff's Department, uh, Western Department of Emergency Management. And we are uh, in a reunification exercise. Uh, we are using some students from one of our schools, uh, just a, a single grade level. So we're not uh, getting, you know, hundreds of students out here. But this will give us uh, an opportunity to walk through what would happen if we needed to relocate students to then reunify them with parents and guardians. And we're not saying by, by doing this drill here that the Jefferson County Fairgrounds, we're not announcing publicly that that would be a unification uh, place. Obviously, you guys would make those decisions and communicate that uh, to parents. But um, you're getting involved, uh, not only the school system, not only students um, as kind of this practice drill, but also other entities that would be involved should an emergency like this happen. Correct. This would be you know an all-hands-on-deck situation. And, and we've been planning this exercise for many months. This is the sort of thing that uh, was in the news recently with the train derailment in Ohio. If for some reason we had to quickly move children out of a school for safety, this is one of the sites where we might move them so that we could then get organized and welcome parents and guardians in safely to reunite them with their children. So 
getting parents in in an orderly fashion, <clears throat> making sure that the, the area is, is clear, getting media on site so that we can be communicating, doing things exactly like this, critically important, and we could not do it without uh, law enforcement and first responders and all of the folks who work every day to make sure that our kids are safe in school. You know, Hans, we talk a lot with our friends in law enforcement. Um, you know, we've we've had a, uh, them on in in reaction to some of these shootings in the past. We had Sheriff Nathan Harmon on earlier this week, and uh, there is ongoing training, of course, uh, with the school system and law enforcement. And he said uh, next August. Uh, or this August, I should say, they're going to uh, improve upon or expand the efforts from last August that uh, were hosted by Jefferson County Schools, uh, where they did active shooter drills and and ran through some of these scenarios. But one of the things that I think an important piece that you're practicing today is that parent involvement, because you're a parent, I'm a parent, and you know that um, that anxiety that would kick in the moment you, you heard something was happening at your at your student's school, um, and and having having good information is important. Yes, and accurate information. We have a number of channels that we will utilize in an emergency. We have a phone call and text messaging system where I can reach every parent and guardian in the county. Um, I can send out messages through the JCSWV app. If you look in the uh, Apple Store or uh, Google Play Store, it's JCSWV. Uh, download that app, connect it to your school. I'll send messages that way. I can send emails, but I can only do that if the information that I have is accurate. So we have to use other channels, which is why relationships with the media are so important. Uh, if somebody were to see um, that there was a, an incident at a school, I would hope they would tune into WEPM and listen, because you're one of the folks I would call to say, hey, anybody who's listening and hasn't gotten the message, here's some accurate information. Have to push back on what people sometimes presume. Uh, on social media and share, not necessarily with malice, but just they see something, they share it out, and then people take it as fact and circulate it. And sometimes it's like the elephant game. It starts small, and then by the end, it's uh, it's sort of far afield from what uh, what actually is happening. So I encourage folks to stay calm, listen to official channels from the school system. We will be working with law enforcement to make sure that our messages uh, are the same going out so that there is no confusion. And then, of course, use traditional um, media. We will be reaching out to the radio stations. We'll be sending messages to the papers so that they can post that stuff out there and make sure that folks know what's happening and know how they can support. Because I know that ultimately that's what everyone wants to do. Well, I appreciate the uh, WPM shout out there, Hunt. It's like you've uh, done that a time or two before. <laughs> but um, how important is you know having these uh, social media platforms, the text, mass text service, email services? I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine that is in uh, the school system down in Florida. And he said that, even well, and I'm sure they do this here, Jefferson County, Berkeley County, but you'll get a, 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 an email, then you'll get a text, and then you'll get a phone call. And it could be about anything, uh, but it's important to have those three different ways to communicate because you don't know when you need to get a hold of somebody or how necessarily sometimes. I would rather annoy somebody five times than have them miss something that they had to hear about their child. So I will always err on the side of uh, bombarding folks. But we, we do have... Tears. Uh, I try not to uh, send out, for example, a robocall uh, every time I say, hey, it's going to be, you know, sunny tomorrow, wear your shades. I, I try to save so, sort of our emergency channels for just that, emergencies. Uh, text messaging, I, I try to make a little more urgent because that's how I'm going to reach a, a working parent, for example, uh, in a meeting 
they're going to see a text. They're not going to stop and answer their phone. So using those communication channels uh, sparingly to try and make sure that folks pay attention to them it is a bit of a, a dance. I've learned as I go, uh, and I'm, I'm not always perfect. But again, I would rather you get the same message five times and get irritated with the guy on the phone uh, than I would have you miss that there's an early dismissal or that there has been uh, an evacuation of a school. How much of a conversation have you had about other responsible adults? Because we know in the in the course of a given week, uh, another uh, guardian might be picking up a child or be responsible for that child during the day. Uh, are they privy to the same communication channels, or is that one of those things where the parent needs to say, hey, um, you know, I just got this message. You need to, to act on this. So our system goes several deep. We are able to use our uh, student information system and tap into multiple guardians uh, and send that message. So it's actually very helpful when the parents fill out the complete form to say, here's the first contact, here's the second contact, here's the third, and make sure that all of that information is accurate and up to date. I'm guilty myself. Um, At the beginning of the year, you know, you get the form, say, is this information accurate? And you say, yep, looks good. Well, I I learned recently that I still had WEPM's number as my work number. That's all right. We would have forwarded it. (laughs) Hans, they're calling again. Uh, But it's it's those sorts of mindful things. Like, oh, I didn't think to tell the school. We don't always – that's why – one of the reasons we, at the beginning of the year especially, try to remind folks if you've gotten a new cell phone, if you've moved, if you've changed jobs, if your work number changed – please make sure to just go back to your school and let them know that so that they can make the change in the system. When they make the change at the school level, it's automatically going to update our system for communication. And then I've got the app, which is not connected to that. That is just an opportunity for folks to uh, connect to their child's school, to connect to the system and get some um, uh, information sent to them, even if they were uh, out of cell phone range or uh, didn't have access uh, to email, they could still, as long as they can find Wi-Fi or a cell signal, and the app, the app will give them a notification, and they can find out what's happening through official channels. Jefferson County Schools Public Information Officer Hans Vogel is with us. He's on location from the evacuation reunification drill site. Um, so, can you walk us through what this is going to what What's this going to look like? I know it's on a smaller scale because it's a practice, but uh, you know, you guys going to have full-on SWAT teams or ambulances, uh, buses coming in, that kind of thing? We've got buses coming in with kids, and what will happen is they'll walk the children out and, and into the, the reunification area, and we have set up. Uh, so, so in the event of a, an actual incident, we would get out to, to the location. Law enforcement will get there and help us make sure that we have a, a clear path and that anybody who does preemptively come, is, is staying where they need to be. We have designated spaces for students, designated spaces for families. And then we're going to have an area with uh, our electronic technology resources set up where we can access our system, find out who is and isn't connected to a student. Uh, we will ask any parents who are participating with us today, and, and we do have some parent volunteers coming out. They're going to need to have some photo ID to prove to us that they are who they say they are and that they do have a, a legal right and the authority to take the, the student from the, from the site. So once they go through the process of having that verified, we move them to the reunification site. We get the student. We put them together, make sure that everyone is uh, who they say they are, and then 
off they go. And that's how the process would go during the day. But you could imagine we're doing that with one grade level today. Imagine doing that with 1,200 students or 300 students or, or that volume. Clearly, we're going to need the support of law enforcement and as many uh, of our staff as we can have to, to go through that uh, in a calm and orderly manner. Speaking with Hans Vogel, Jefferson County Schools Public Information Officer, and we were speaking with Berkeley County Schools a little bit earlier this week. And as I'm sure you well know, the end of the school year is rapidly approaching. So how has this 2022-23 school year been? It's been, uh, you know, I'll, I'll channel uh, Steve Catlett uh, whenever he would talk about the, the pools at the end of summer. Uh, a, a safe school year is a good school year. I think that there have been challenges for everybody as we really get into the the groove again. This is the first year since uh, 2019 that has not been in some way, shape, or form uh, dramatically impacted by pandemic conditions, whether that's uh, restrictions or time out of school. Uh, There's more kids. Uh, We're dealing with nationwide teacher shortages. Uh, I think that there are uh, a lot more... Uh, discussions happening at the national level about education, and it it can be sometimes daunting, but overall, uh, our staff have kept a positive attitude, and they have put the kids first, which is exactly what you want to see. So I think our our kids have have learned. I think that they are uh, safe, and we are pleased to be able to say that uh, coming into the spring. So I hope that the the end of the year, this last semester, goes great for uh, all the students, and that we are gearing up for a great summer. We're excited next week. We get to open the registration for our JCS summer experience. It's a free five-week program for students to come and have some uh, enrichment and some summer instruction. And uh, April the 4th, we're going to have that go live uh, on our website so folks can watch there if they would like to participate. That's for uh, any Jefferson County School student. Uh, We have credit recovery options for high school and middle school, and then more of a summer camp uh, engagement feel for our elementary school students. Again, speaking with Hans Vogel, Jefferson County Schools Public Information Officer. Thank you for joining us this morning, and uh, it's nice to have you back on the airwaves. I appreciate your partnership in working to keep our kids and our staff safe. Absolutely. Well, good talking with you. Take good care. Thanks. And that's Hans Vogel, the uh, Jefferson County Schools uh, public information officer. If you missed any of the conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on the Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. And this um, exercise sound like sounds like it's going to be a pretty well interesting and important mm-hmm. exercise. And and I know this is you know the school system is is involved in this, and it is uh, you know one class from one school. But think about any kind of the, of disaster if there's you know flood or hurricane, well hurricane tornado. Hey, we still get uh, hurricanes up here. Well, okay winds from a hurricane, Um, and there has to be some sort of um, evacuation site. It might actually be a school building, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. So today it's the fairgrounds, but, you know, it it may be a school building where it's warm and safe and they can can, uh, have a lot of folks there. And uh, this kind of exercise, they probably can't do this too many times, you know. uh -uh. No, and we'll have uh, Luke Wiggs down there. I think I can't tell if he's going to be a part of it or just there to report Actually, on it. Actually, he's there to report on it, but part of the whole process is for them to 
uh, practice where right. they're going to put the media. Right. You know, because we're we're pretty wiggly. You know, we want to get out of <laughs> yeah. the bounds and take pictures oh, where maybe yeah. we shouldn't take pictures or interview small children when maybe we shouldn't interview you small children. Always keep an eye on the media. Mm-hmm. That's how it was. That's what I did at the uh, Shipper Pro Day the other day. Because I couldn't quite tell where we could go, where we couldn't go. And no one told you? And so. nobody, yeah, because it's not their job, right? They're just trying to keep us off the field. And because um, you say getting interviews and stuff, hey, we'll walk out onto that field. Not mm-hmm. that big a deal. Um, but I was keeping my eye on uh, um, Rick Kozlowski from the Journal and mm-hmm. Bill Colley from uh, the Spirit of Jefferson. And I saw Bill start to meander mm-hmm. down yep. back behind the goalpost. I was like, oh, okay. And then he started interviewing people. I was like, Perfect. I'm uh-huh. there. And it was yeah. right during the middle of all of it. So he was your green light. That's right. You got to keep an eye on us, uh, media folk. But yep. we'll have <laughs> coverage on that uh, here on WPM also at uh, panhandlenewsnetwork.com. But we'll step aside for a few minutes. We'll come back, get a news recap. And then a little bit later on, after the bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking with Sam Rock from Battle Buddy Response Team. I haven't talked to Sam in a while. He'll be calling in because, well, they have a lot of big things happening up at Battle Buddy Response Teams. So we'll. Be hitting all that and more after the break on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. You can visit them online at countryroadstireonline.com. Jordan Icewinner alongside me, Marsh Kavalik, broadcasting from the Hoppy Kirchville building. If you missed any of our conversation with Jefferson County Public Schools Information Officer Hans Vogel right before the break, you can listen back to it a little bit later on because they have a big exercise happening uh, down at the Jefferson County Fairgrounds today. It's a evacuation and reunification, more emphasis on the reunification part of the drill, and that's happening uh, here in just about 45 minutes or so. So That's yep. so cool. Yeah, it is pretty neat. But what I'm a little else? jealous of Luke. He to get out, to get out in the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how jealous you want to be looking at the weather for today. Uh, it, you know what? I was surprised at how cold it was. Yep, forty-two degrees. Let me see. Let me get the whole. It was thing twenty-nine for when I was driving in today. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I got the big heavy coat, and, mm-hmm. and tatt- you were you were biking yesterday. Oh, it was nice yesterday. Oh, oh you met a new friend. <laughs> yeah, goodness. Is it Sarah? Um, Is it her name? No, uh, Charla. 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 She, uh, yeah, was riding the bike uh, back out of here yesterday, coming down the hill on, was it Race Race Street, I guess? Mm-hmm. And um, this lady is walking towards me. A couple see her a couple blocks up. So as I come up to her, um, she gives me a wave, mm-hmm. right? I give Friendly her a wave. a wave right back. And out of the corner of my eyes, I'm going past her. I see her trip, like in slow motion. I can still see in my head. She just didn't take a high enough step up and <sighs> tripped and fell, right? And, and, oh. and the quick... Um, the scan, I mean, I can tell she was older, right? So right. I spun around real quick, and she was <laughs> she was hollering, and I laughed because last I saw her, she was fine, but um, she was screaming and hollering and whatnot, and well, her sure. phone flew all over the place, Poor so thing. I run back, and I get on a knee. It probably looked wild to the neighbors, this mm-hmm. lady, everything going on, but um, I calmed her down a little bit, and she was just concerned about you know bleeding. She thought she hit her uh, face and whatnot on the concrete on the sidewalk, and I calmed her down because... She wasn't bleeding or anything from her face, but her hands are pretty cut up. Because but. that's what you, you right, she stop found. yourself with. Yeah. But then she uh, ends up telling me that she's 80 years old, and uh, she wanted to get out and just start walking a little bit, and then go figure. I was like, well, I feel bad since you were being friendly, <laughs> friendly and then you fell, but 
We were, I was able to walk with her back to her house. It was just yeah, right around the corner. She's got to watch, you know, waving at those young men. I know. I'm telling you. <laughs> but I was like, man. Distracted by the young man Unreal. on the bike. Unreal. <laughs> well, but I think she's doing okay. I should probably get a check you. on her. Your mama raised you right. Yeah. You have a good heart. You turned around and helped. Mm. Well, yeah. Because some people would have just biked right off. And well, said, I, I didn't see that. Well, that's I don't, what I'm saying. I have my headphones that. in. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going down a hill. I'm, 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 I'm glad that I did catch it. when. Uh, and you when made I a new did. friend. You guys, you walked her home. And, yeah. yeah. I hope yeah. she's listening. I know. Good morning. I, told I hope her, you're well. I told her uh, I was just coming back from work. And she's like, oh, you're you're disc jock? like, yep. That's oh. me. Not so much uh, disc so jockeying anymore, more just uh, audiophile jockeying, I guess. Well, you knocked her off her feet. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Kindness. Kindness is always the way. Oh. But anyways, what uh, in, un, in more important news. No, that's totally important. On? I'm glad she's she's well and she she recovered all right. So, um, yeah, if you go over to panhandlenewsnetwork.com, uh, just want to let you know some updates on some stories that we've been following. Of course, uh, the state West Virginia State Police. Um, is not well. The prosecutors have asked the governor not to release the body cam video from that incident on I-81 in February. Uh, after a struggle with the state police, a gentleman from Hagerstown passed away. That is under investigation. So I know Brad. I talk to Brad quite frequently, and um, he's you know waiting for the day that this gets released so that we can you know kind of. Because the governor has seen it, mm-hmm. and he makes these comments that make you think that. This is really something that people would want to see um, to, to kind of get to the kernel of the truth there. Um, another story of, I think, note is that for two months, traffic is going to be boogered up uh, north and southbound on I-81 in South Berkeley. No way. There's a, <laughs> there's a story. Also, they are <clears throat> they're paving the roundabouts by the interstate in Inwood right they now. They're paving them over? Have you guys finally no. given them that flack <laughs> that they're just like, all right, you get your lights back? I wish... <laughs> kind of wish, but but no. So they're paving all those those turns, and if it wasn't confusing before, mm-hmm. it is now. And apparently, there was a bus accident yesterday morning, an empty school bus and a jeep in the roundabout, and you know, like we needed a a giant object wedged in <laughs> those lanes, you know, because it's right off the interstate, so it probably backed the interstate up a little bit. It, it's just what? Wow, mm. wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, one of these days they're just gonna be like, "All right, whatever." Just you can get your your intersections back, where traffic gets all crazy. Again. No, that, that's what's putting us on the map. Like we're like gonna be known as the land Inwood, the land of roundabouts. Should that be on the Welcome to Inwood sign? It by default. Yeah. Yes, it is. Is there a Welcome to Inwood sign? There's got to be. There's I don't know. We're unincorporated, so that's true. I can't even, it's hard to even tell where Inwood, it's a, Inwood is Just sometimes. look for the roundabouts. There you go. You find the roundabouts and, uh, and there cider you are. press. And you're cider press, yep. That, that's usually my, uh, that's my go-to. Cider press, which is like right off an, a roundabout. <laughs> I I, so have you found your, have you gotten into the situation yet on a roundabout where you missed your exit so you had to go all the way around the circle again? No. Really? No, I have not. Not going to lie. Surprised with that answer. I... <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I've been cut off though. Like older people, I hate to say that, but older people twice have made the last minute decision that they needed to get over where I was mm-hmm. and just like I wasn't even there in the roundabout. Well, you know what people are doing now instead of, you know, flipping the bird or anything in road rage? Oh, yes. I love it. The thumbs the down. Thumbs down. Which I think is beautiful that because would make I, me so disapprove. <laughs> that I disapprove. I disapprove. Of your life decisions. Thumbs down. Thumbs you know? down. I like it. 
Give me the two thumbs down. Because you know what? The other finger says more about you. You think? Yeah. Yeah. The I thumbs feel like you down. look way more angry. The, like yeah, you're the angry you one. You look like you're unhinged yeah. throwing that middle you, finger out you at people. Give them a double thumbs down. You know? It's about them. It's about it what they've is done. It's about them. Yeah. Well, I disapprove. Say, I don't uh, <laughs> necessarily uh, fall into the road rage category, but I will absolutely give somebody a thumbs down if they cut me off. You going to do a, that on your bike? Like if someone. Because people no, are ugly to you. it's for death when we're out there. I'm yeah. screaming and yelling. I'm out here. I'm out uh-huh. here when, when because I'm people, on the bike. Because people want to run you off the road. Yeah. Which I don't understand. I Treat you like a moving target. Those of you out there, if you're driving around, see somebody on a bike. Be nice. Be nice. You're only going to be you know, held up for a sec. Especially if it's only one person. Because it's usually just me. So it's like, why are you getting mad at me? Mm-hmm. All you do, it's like... Like if there was a stick in the road, you're just gonna go around it. If, keep going. If I'm on a bike and I see someone coming up behind me, I automatically try to be like the best biker I can be, right. fast, right. get out of the way, right. not inconvenience. We're these just people. as nervous. Like we're just we're trying to get out of your way as much as you want us out of your yes, way. Yes, but it, but like if the shoulder's soft, if I'm gonna like careen over a canyon, right. you know, right. I still have to <laughs> hang on to my six inches of mm-hmm. space on the side of the road. That's why I stopped riding from in town out to Poorhouse Farm yeah, because this stretch right here. Yeah. Up until you get uh, past, what's that left? You can make that left-hand turn. There's like Ardenoville. Right. Once you get past there, then the traffic's not too bad. But now, that being said, I know there's probably somebody out there uh, listening to the radio screaming, well, they take up the whole lane. They do all this. Yes, no, we sometimes. Don't. Unless well, we you fall know, if you hit group, us. First big group. But <laughs> hey, strength in numbers. Safety in numbers. You know, so that's how I mm-hmm. look at it. Anyways. Good. I'm glad, Yes. A little bike rant. A little bike safety rant on yeah. a Friday. I'm into that. Watch for bike bikes. On Watch for bikes. Uh, six feet is the rule. Now, okay. we're used to a lot less than that, but six feet is the rule. Anyways, any other uh, big news topics before we get out of here? I think I think those were the important ones. Uh, yes. You know, I think so, too. And, 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 and in other important news, Battle Buddy Response Team, they're always doing great things in our community, especially with veterans. And Sam Rock will be joining us on the phone here in just a few minutes. So we'll take a real quick break and we'll come back and we'll chat with Battle Buddy Response Team on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. And joining us on the line from Battle Buddy Response Team, it's Sam Rock. Sam, what's going on, man? Hey, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being on. Yeah, long time no see. How you been? I've been fantastic. Just busy as always, you know, just traveling around, helping vets and their families and and just, you know, fighting the the whole, pretty much the the epidemic of, of suicide, so. Well, uh, we're three months, well, I guess almost four months into the new year. I don't think we've talked to you here in 2023. So what are some of the, uh, what are some updates on Battle Buddy Response Team? So uh, we we have been, uh, you know, just expanding our organization all across the United States, going out and actually educating people on how to help veterans and their families. And that's been working very well for us. Uh, so whenever somebody reaches out to us and they're concerned about their friend or family member, we're able to go ahead and, and coach them and walk them through the process of, of how they can approach their loved one that's maybe suffering from PTSD or, or suicidal uh, thoughts. And then if they're actively suicidal, we just recommend that they call 911 and, and go that route. Um, but then if they continuously need our services after that, then we go ahead and we, we go ahead and we, 
we travel to that location and, and help that veteran in person. So, I mean, you you say that in summary, but every one of those trips is an deal. event, yeah. <laughs> and and you have to muster the folks to to help with that. Not only to do the trip and do the actual work, but also every time uh, you're you're deployed out to to visit a veteran in crisis, uh, you have to muster the funds to to pay for that. That's exactly correct. Yes. Yeah, so it, it does take a lot of fundraising. It takes a lot of uh, different things that we have to do. And right now we're really focusing on trying to uh, get to the point where we can start hiring people uh, because, you know, we have a lot of volunteers, a lot of great volunteers. And, and unfortunately, volunteers, they have, to, they have bills, too, that they have to pay. You know, they have, they have families and stuff like that that they have to take care of. And so our kind of services that we provide is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. So we really would like to get to the point where we're accepting grants that will allow us to have employees at the organization. And so it is very costly uh, for us to even travel down the road, let alone across the country to help a, uh, to help a veteran or their family member that's struggling with whatever it may be. How many veterans did you um, interact with last year? Uh, so last year we, we, we tackled right around 221 veterans across the United States. Wow. That's tremendous. Yeah, it seems like a big number. It is. It is. Constant, every day, you know, weekly, monthly, uh, just traveling. And, um, you know, we've gotten to the point now where we've been able to not just drive across country, but we've been able to afford to uh, jump in a plane and, and get there commercially. And then what we do is we rent a vehicle and then we go out and check on that veteran. Then we're able to get back. So it doesn't take as long uh, to get out there and get back. But we are looking at opening offices across the United States in our future. So that's our five-year goal. Um, but right now we're, we're really honing down on uh, applying for grants. We have a lot of, uh, lot of applications in for grants to uh, allow us to be able to hire employees so we can continue to uh, have our mission and, and, and make sure our vision is is being number one focus of everything, of stopping and prevent all veteran suicide. You know, the, the number that gets kind of uh, passed around, and I don't know if it's changed, is uh, 22 veterans a day die of suicide. Is that still accurate? Yeah, so that number is an average. Uh, so they they take uh, they take reports from the DMV, they take reports from the VA, they take reports from the DOJ, the DOD, um, just all across the board. And then they bring all those numbers and they put them together. And so the national average is 22, uh, but that's an average. Uh, some days it might be 19, some days it might be 32. But when they come back to the, the what the average is, it's always coming back to 22. Now, we've talked to you plenty of times here over the last uh, you know year or so, and we've heard a lot of your really powerful stories about you know traveling these long distances to you know help a veteran to you know, take them away from those suicidal thoughts or experiences. But that's not every time you go out on these trips, right? I mean, yes, that's, that's probably correct. a majority, but it, you guys are doing other things when you're going out on these long trips too. That, that's correct. That's correct. So we're, we're also outside the mental health. We also we go out and say um, when whenever we went down to, to Florida, uh, there was a uh, senior chief bills. Uh, he was in the Navy for 27 years. Um, he retired out. And, um, you know, we got a call for him uh, from one of his family members in Texas to go out and check on him. 
And when we got out there, he was just, he was like, I am so done. And we were like, what's going on? And he was like, well, this hole that's in my roof. He's like, I just can't afford to fix it. I, I, I can't get a loan. I can't refinance my house. All my credit cards are maxed. And so we looked at his financial needs and we looked at the roof and we had a professional roofer come out that was local to the community to take a look at that roof. And we worked together with that company to go ahead and get his roof replaced. And we had Home Depot Foundation uh, step up. They donated the supplies. Hilton donated uh, the, the rooms for us to stay in while we were down there. Uh, Priority Roofing, uh, they came in. They, they actually did all the work. And then we called the city to get the permits. And they went ahead and waived all the fees for us to have the permits to replace his whole roof for him. And uh, we showed up one day and we had it all all squared away. And then um, just like another job in Hagerstown, Maryland, uh, we went out there and a a veteran didn't have running water uh, in his trailer. And so we called a local plumbing company to come out to install a brand new water heater, uh, put a brand new toilet in. And then we also seen that he didn't have any flooring. So Lowe's and uh, Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, they donated a bunch of flooring to us. And then we had uh, all pro flooring uh, out of, uh, I think they're out of Gaithersburg. Uh, they came up and they installed this flooring for this veteran. And so, yeah, so there's multiple things outside of being suicidal that can, or, or depression or PTSD that can really cause somebody wanting to give up and we look at all those aspects whether if that's a new roof or that's running water or maybe they need a vehicle or maybe they need a house to live in so we go above and beyond every single time we go out to a call we never know what we're, we're going to expect because the calls that we get aren't from the veteran themselves it's from a concerned party it's from a loved one from a complete stranger just concerned about this veteran and their well-being so whenever we go out you know we do the initial uh, assessment. And then after initial assessment, then we go from there and figure out what's the quickest way and how can we help this person or what's the best organization for this person to receive help. A lot of moving parts. Um, so w- where are you guys physically located right now? So physically located, uh, Martinsburg, West Virginia. Uh, we do have a, we, we have a small office there. Um, but since we work on the road pretty much, a lot of our people just telework pretty much. We have Zoom calls, and we, we a lot of us just work from home, and a lot of us just work over the road. So it's it, it, whenever I look at a nonprofit and I look at the, the 70-30 split, you know, 70% of donations coming in go right towards the mission, 30% goes towards the administration cost. You know, to keep in that bracket from what the IRS sets for all nonprofits, you know, it's that 30% really goes into the, the building and, and, and what that costs to run that building, plus your administration costs of, of if you have payroll and anything like that. So for me to keep that number down, um, I, I don't see us spending donor dollars on a building. Um, so once we start getting grants in and it, and it approves us to have um, a headquarters or a big office or something like that, then that's when we'll use that funding for that. But right now, all donor dollars that come in, I would like to just use them strictly for the mission and for the veterans and the community, or in the um, or or in the um, in, in the community or or across the nation for vets and their families. Yeah, we're speaking with Sam Rock from Battle Buddy Response Team, and you have a pretty big event coming up. It's your annual twenty-two mile ruck walk, right? That's correct. That's correct. So we're having our, our Ruck March uh, this Sunday, April 2nd. Uh, we're going to be 
starting at Red Run Park at 12143 Buchanan Trail East, Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, 17268 at 0700. Um, last year, we, we did a ruck march uh, from Hagerstown to Frederick, which was our very first one, and it was a great turnout. And then we got a lot of uh, – we, we started – we put a poll together, and we asked all of our followers on social media – where would you like to see the next one? And that poll ranged up to Pennsylvania. So it was between Maryland, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. And everybody was like, we would love to see one in Pennsylvania. So we went ahead and, and put that together. And one of our great volunteers, uh, which is a Marine, he's a combat veteran, and also he's a Maryland state trooper. Uh, he put this ruck together, and he's going to be in charge of this ruck every single year. And his name's Douglas Hopkins. And uh, so this year he start, he wanted to start at Red Run Park and he wants to go all the way to the Veteran Memorial in Gettysburg National Park in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. So uh, and, talk about a ruck. What what uh, part does a ruck play in this march? Uh, so so the, the, the ruck for us, uh, for us veterans or even military, we, we take rucks a lot just for, for like exercise and stuff like that. But for us, this ruck march is is to just remember all the loved ones that across the nation that have that have lost their lives to suicide. Uh, the goal is to to uh, to raise funds for suicide awareness and prevention. Um, you don't have to uh, show up with a backpack with 50 pounds in it. You could just show up ready to ready to just walk and just just remember those that that haven't made it. Um, that have lost their lives to suicide um, and then just know that this ruck is just to raise awareness uh, and then also help us raise funds for, for prevention. Uh, but it's going to be rain or shine. Uh, we do ask people to watch the weather to see what the weather's going to be like for that day. It's going to take roughly right around five to, to seven hours to do this ruck. Um, as soon as we leave the park, we're making a left and we're going straight up Buchanan. Uh, we will have a safety vehicle, and there will be water and snacks provided along the route. Um, we do ask participants to donate twenty-two dollars uh, at at the start of this. Um, they can do that online on our website at battlebuddyresponseteam.org/donate, or they can just uh, that day that they show up write us a check, uh, and then we can give them a donation receipt for that. Um, we just, uh, you know, would love to see everybody out there just to participate. Um, we're trying to get, um, I, I believe we have Mission Barbecue Ooh. at the end of it. That's going to be providing food and stuff like that. But uh, it's just a great time for fellowship. It's a great time to, to get a bunch of people together. Uh, a lot of veterans, a lot of law enforcement officers will be out here during this, uh, during this ruck. Uh, last year, I believe we had roughly right around eight people come from all across the nation, anywhere from North Carolina to Virginia, uh, came down from Pennsylvania uh, for the Ruck in Hagerstown. And and I believe this year, right now, we have have just people just coming from all over just to participate. Well, I can see where that can be a pretty emotional day. I mean, just the exercise alone would make me emotional having to walk that far with a a rucksack. (laughs) But like you said, remembering all the reasons and people that, you know, you're on that ruck walk for. I can see where that could be a pretty emotional experience. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that, you know, needs more awareness and, and definitely needs more recognition. 
Again, we're speaking with Samuel Rock uh, from Battle Buddy Response Team. One last time before we let you go, let people know where they can go to find out more about Battle Buddies. They want to you know, sign up or just get more information. Uh, yeah, so battlebuddyresponseteam.org uh, or just put us in Google, Battle Buddy Response Team, and, and all of our stuff will pop up, website, phone number, everything like that, and uh, just reach out to us. Perfect. Well, Sam, it's good to talk to you, and keep up the good work, man. You too. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Again, that's Sam Rock from Battle Buddy Response Team. Amazing stuff that they do, and a lot of that they got to do out of their own pocket, mm-hmm. which is incredible to think about. So if you missed any of that conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. Absolutely. Making a huge difference. Oh, yes. 100%. And are you as excited for this bike race on Sunday as I am, Marsha? I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably not. Oh, I'm so excited. But, I just but keep hey, these videos. my Orioles won yesterday. That's right. <laughs> I forgot to ask you how you're feeling after a 1-0 start to your brand new uh, lifelong favorite team, oh, uh, the Baltimore Orioles. I'll be honest. I kind of forgot that it was going on. I, you know, I know we have it, we have it here. You got, on our you got 162 more get, <laughs> games to remember about. You're fine. I'm like, oh, I should probably check the score. Mm-hmm. They almost blew it. They tried to blow it at the end. And then, then I went over and checked the Nats. You don't got to be like that. <laughs> you don't got to do that. I had it bad enough with Parker all day yesterday, all afternoon, just coming around giggling. And I'll be like, what? You go, well, Nationals, <laughs> Nationals are losing again. Nationals are down. I'm like, come on, dude. It's the first game. I mean, yeah, it, could go, I it could go up. They didn't look nearly as bad as I thought, but the Orioles looked better than I thought. Awesome. Of course, we are your home for Baltimore Orioles baseball. No game today, but as I mentioned, we got 161 more. 161, 162, 161. Uh, more games to go. Their next game will be a 410 start on Saturday. Still on the road. Uh, up in Boston, and then they will finish up their set on the road at Boston on uh, Sunday. That's at 410 on Saturday, 135 on Sunday. We'll have you all taken care of right here on WPM and WCST. But we'll step aside one final time. We'll come back, wrap things up on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchival Building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Missed any of our conversation with Battle Buddy Response Team's Sam Rock? You can listen back to that. A little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. But, Marsha, it is Friday. That means we got a 50% Friday deal up on PanhandleNewsNetwork.com. That's right. Say the name of it. Dexter's Laburgatory. And uh, so it's this week's 50% Friday deal. In Berkeley Springs, they have fresh burgers, salads, subs, and more. Mm. Now serving breakfast Friday through Sunday from 7 to 10 a.m. And you can book your next party at Dexter's Laburgatory. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Call them for details and specials. Uh, one of our coworkers here had their bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll. Said it was awesome. Uh, you can get $50 worth of delicious food for half the price. That's right. Friday, March 31st, <laughs> beginning at 9 a.m. Log on to panhandlenewsnetwork.com to get $50 worth of Dexter's. Dexter's Laburgatory. For only 25 bucks. That's a delicious deal. You better be careful reading ads like that, Marcia. They're going to make you do commercials nowadays. I think I screwed it up enough that nah. I'm, I'm safe. Nah. Anyway. So. Well, yeah, this place looks neat. Looking at the pictures, it looks like they have all kinds of different good-looking food. Reuben egg roll wow. I'm seeing oh, here. Oh, wow. 
That looks bunch delicious. Of mm. bunch of, oh, bunch of doggies. Donuts. What is that? Looks a yummy. Western omelet. That looks yummy. Whoa. I didn't realize I this place to... had this. Look at this burger. Aspen just well, whipped up a delicious ultimate name. cold cut on brioche bun. I am in. You're about that. On that. Wow. Can I get can I get one of these? Of course you can. Yeah. 50 bucks. 50% Friday. There's only 42 left. Let me get a quick refresh. But, yep, 42 left here. Uh, $25 gets you two $25 gift certificates, which, yeah, I'm going to be spending one of them. Here's our menu. Burgers, burgers, uh, sandwiches and subs. Oh, mozzarella sticks. You already know. And it's a six-piece. Love it. Oh, they have party trays, too. Love it. Platters, cold sandwich, desserts, cake pops. Man, mm. shout out Dexter's Laboratory. Let's pop cool. out there. What, hang on. I got to see the rest of the menu here. Kids menu, burritos, omelets. Yeah. Now we're all hungry. I'm always hungry. Ugh. As I look for the donut that I already ate. I thought it was still here. Anyway, 50% <laughs> Friday. Uh, it's not just on Friday. You can, right. you can, uh, you know, take your chances and, right. and uh, log on tomorrow. But like today's today's the launch day. And there's a uh, a couple other cool ones that are still up for uh, for the taking at fifty on at panhandlenewsnetwork.com. Click on that 50% Friday banner. Sam's Club membership for 50% off a oh. one year membership to Sam's Club for only twenty four ninety nine. That seems like an unbelievable deal uh, to me, honestly. Yeah, if you've got if you've got growing kids, yeah. a big family, you you need that the bulk items. Yeah, it's saying talk about that growing family. Maybe you want some pictures from Jenny Decola Photography. We got you with a uh, uh, one hundred fifty dollars. Get you three hundred dollar gift certificate. The Bug Man Pest Control. Get in the spring and summertime. You know the I already had a wasp fly into my uh, window yesterday. <sighs> so and that was terrifying. The thing's huge. But yeah, head over to PanhandleNewsNetwork.com, and uh, there's all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff to get into. Well, hey, uh, by the way, uh, Dave Wilson is in for Hoppy. Uh, this is the last day for that because Hoppy uh, presumably will be back next week. But uh, among the topics will be the insulin copay cap bill, WVU's budget, and steam release. Ah, uh, I love me a good steam release on Fridays. What do we got to do to get a steam release happening on here? Just announce it and just uh, start ranting and then yeah, it's time to air your grievances <laughs> panhandle just as long as we preface it with you know i heard somebody say and then uh-huh. you say what you want to say so. okay so well if you missed any of the show today you can listen back to it a little bit later on panhandle news network facebook and spotify page for marcia i'm jordan hoppy is next even though it's dave wilson have a great weekend we will talk to you on monday WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.